It's Orlando Out of Context. I'm here with Stephanie, and this is Johnny. <laughs> hey, you hey. Intro. sorry. <laughs> and today we have a special guest. We have Joel Figueroa because you couldn't say his name. No, I'm too white. She's too white to say it. So, welcome, Joel. He is with Impulse Orlando right here in sunny Orlando, Florida. So, welcome, welcome. How are you? I am doing very well, and thank you for pronouncing my name correctly. I mean, um, I am Latino, so I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. No, uh, unfortunately, the the first and last name do get bastardized, but I, 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 I thought your name was Joel. <laughs> Understandably. You know, and I let it slide. I let it slide uh, with, with everyone, coworkers, teachers, you know, because I hear it just so often, but Joel... Figueroa has, you know, flavor to it. Yes. Of, it's just kind of like with my name. My name is Jonathan, but I spell it different. So in Spanish, it's Jonathan or Jonathan. So I spell it the J-H-O-N-A-T-A-N. What's your nationality and your, your ethnicity? Yes, I'm actually Puerto Rican, like the rest of us here in... Boricua! <laughs> <laughs> yes, power in numbers. You're not, yeah. the, you're not at the Bad Bunny concert tonight? I can't afford the Bad Bunny concert. <laughs> you need to get yourself a Bad Bunny so you can afford his concert next time. I'm working on my Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Puerto Rico are you from? So I was actually uh, born stateside, but uh, my parents are from Bayamon and Umacao. Okay. Yeah, I've been to, of course, San Juan. Um, I've been to Utuado um, and um, Cabo Rojo. Yes. So it's a, the nice little mix there. <laughs> beautiful island, beautiful island. I've yeah. actually, I used to go uh, every summer, but uh, my the last trip I made, we actually did, there's an interstate that actually runs the circumference of the island. Mm-hmm. And I did that with my dad and my younger brother. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Puerto Rico's fun. I was there actually in February in San Juan for a friend's birthday. And it was just like, what, nine of us gays out there. Oh, you know, it's very hard to get, you know, everybody to come with everybody's different work schedule. But we were just there for three days. We rented this huge van and it was literally like the party van because we had to go everywhere with it. And then like along the way, we went to El Yunque and then we stopped by this like little drive through where they sell like drinks. And we got mojitos and like the big cups of it. And we were just it was just fun. We just had a good time. I wish it was a much longer trip. I wish, I hope you had a DD because Puerto Rico gets messy real quickly, especially with eight, nine gay guys. Yes. He said the driver was drinking too. Oh yeah, we were all drinking. We were all drinking. But you know what? Well, we were still responsible. You know, we didn't Is get that responsible? Places. Responsible enough for Puerto Rico, apparently. Girl. <laughs> well, does the sober drivers look like they're drunk driving as well? So, but exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually here. We wanted to interview you because we wanted to know a little bit more about Impulse Orlando, right? We know that it's a nonprofit organization for the gay community, but uh, give us a little bit more exactly what Impulse is, what Impulse does, things like that. Sure. So. <laughs> Uh, yes, I am the current president of Impulse Group Orlando. Um, it, the name is interchangeable at this point, Impulse Orlando. Uh, we, we, we really do interchange the names on our social medias and our graphics. So you'll see either or. But yes, I'm the president of Impulse Group Orlando, and I 
have had the opportunity to grow within the organization over the last four years. I originally started off as a volunteer and our volunteers are called advocates. And then over the years, I moved up to the director of marketing. And finally, this past January, I was elected the president. Ooh, and okay. <laughs> thank you. Um, and it is honestly the my most favorite nonprofit I have ever worked with. And I have worked with maybe over three dozen nonprofits um, over my life. Um, I, I've always just been passionate about, uh, you know, I have time, let me volunteer, you know, let, let's yeah. just go ahead and do it. So, but uh, just to give you an idea of our mission uh, for Impulse Group Orlando, we, we started off as an organization that just aimed to curve the spread of HIV and AIDS mm -hmm. about 12, 13 years ago now. But then oh, over the last, I would say, three years, we saw that we could do so much more. So not only do we still concentrate on sexual health, but now we have also expanded into mental health, substance abuse, and social justice awareness. Yes, it's so um, important. Like, like you just, you just know that that was one thing that Steph and I were just talking about a little bit earlier about mental health, but we'll get more into that topic later on. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, so, so yes, yeah, so we really covered those four uh, pillars. Now, the, the first three pillars, you know, we really is where our main concentration are, because we recognize that you know, sexual health, mental health, and substance abuse are all interconnected, you know, yes. you can, you can be at a, I mean, I guess we're going to discuss this a little bit later, but you know, you, you could be found finding yourself in a low place, maybe a bout of sadness, maybe depression, um, that leads you into uh, risky sexual behavior, or the potential of using abusing overusing substances so you know like they're, they're all really interconnected um now the last portion of the social justice awareness through the black lives matter movement that happened about two years ago now it'll be two years this summer i guess wow uh we we were like we we can't sit back and not pretend that we can't stand with another marginalized population mm -hmm. so so that's when that part of our advocacy started and and up to today where we led the please say gay campaign here in Orlando which we were very proud of and it was very successful we were able to partner with so many great organizations here in Orlando we uh we it was up to the rally that uh we had at City Hall it was called the um, rally for our collective rights mm -hmm. and Equality Florida was involved, the city of Orlando, city, um, Buddy Dyer was speaking there, Patty Sheehan, you know, uh, Q Latin X was involved, just all these amazing nonprofits. But to be able to see all the hard work that every organization put in materialized with this large crowd of, of 
locally elected uh, representatives, you know, uh, it, it, was just, it was just really mind boggling to, to just see just it come to life. But, but yeah, so that is Impulse Group Orlando in a nutshell. Yeah, that's pretty pretty. It sounds awesome. like you got a lot going on. Sound like us, but even more. <laughs> it's nice, you know, uh, to see an organization kind of like grow with the times, like you said, just kind of taking on all these other uh, facets of, you know, active, being active in your community and, and mm -hmm. doing things like that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, because I saw I was reading a little bit more, you know, doing a little bit more research about Impulse Group in general. And I read that you guys are in 25 different cities. Y'all are in, in different, you know, different countries worldwide. So it seems like you guys are growing and expanding. Um, so you started with Impulse back four years ago, correct? Thanks. And I, I read that it started back in 2015 here in Orlando. Do you know why it started back in 2015? Like, why Orlando? Why not, you know, Tampa or, you know, another Florida city per se? Sure, I can answer that. So it, our particular chapter did start in 2015, so now seven years ago, and it's just amazing to, to think that. But it was because as, you know, and I hate, I hate to even say this, you know, because it almost sounds like it invalidates our mission, but we saw a problem with an uptick in new HIV infections. And at the time, I believe, I'm sorry, I can't tell you the correct answer. I think it was that we were fifth or seventh in the United States for new HIV infections at the time. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, we just hit the streets. We were trying to get as many people HIV tested, you know, trying to get people to know their status. And fast forward to 2021, you know, we were number two in the United States for new HIV infections. And let me tell you, Florida has always led the pack as the number one state for new HIV infections. Yeah. And that is South Florida, that's Miami. Um, so, so that is why we started here, you know, and we will work our asses off until we fix our numbers. <laughs> Do you think though it's a little bit like skewed because uh, the gay population is so can like highly condensed in Florida, as opposed to maybe somewhere like in the Midwest or some other state. So it it's funny that you bring that up. I I think there's two things going on with new HIV infections. Uh, maybe three. I have the third one is my personal that had for like. 10 years now and, uh -huh. it, and it seems to be coming true. But uh, the first one is um, there's something about the conservative states, something about the Christian states. So if you look at the states with the highest new HIV infections, you're gonna be surprised to see like Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, and you're like, what, what are you talking about? You know, like, are there gay people there? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. there are. But then there's also a lack of sexual health education. Yes. There's also a lack of resources. 
So everything is just very compounded. Now, my second reason is I don't think we really fall into the lack of resources necessarily here in Florida, nor are we too Christian-based. Um, I mean, Ron DeSantis could say otherwise, but, <laughs> but uh, as of this year, um, the new HIV infections look to have decreased within the Caucasian population, uh, remained the same within the Black population, actually increased within the Latino population. Mm-hmm. So, so I, th- I think that's another driver within Florida and South Florida. You know, are these individuals um, transient? Are these individuals uh, not having uh, the uh, language barrier addressed? You know, are is there religious reasons? You know, a lot of uh, land countries are Catholic, and yeah. sexual health again is not even a spoken priority. of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, now I'm going to share my third reason, and and this, I'll I'll, I'll hold myself to it forever. <laughs> but I've always had this theory that the younger generation didn't have to like live through the AIDS epidemic and so it's almost this mindset of oh there's no AIDS oh I'm not gonna get HIV you know like all these misconceptions Mm. when this virus is still very well alive now I'm 33 years old and I was just at that tail end of the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I lost two uncles to AIDS, uh, you know, one because of their sexual lifestyle, the other because of substance abuse. And, uh, you know, again, to really reel in the fact that you can get it multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm 33 years old. Again, look at the populations that are getting new HIV infections. It is that 18 to 25 age range. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the Latino, the Latinos, it is your minorities, Black folk. Um, so so that, that's my third theory. You know, there's no studies or, that I know of, but, but I really think there's just this disconnect between the AIDS epidemic and this younger generation. It's definitely, true. Definitely a good observation. It really you know, is. I watched um, a documentary on Disney Plus. It was called uh, Fauci, and it was about Dr. Fauci. So it basically showed like two things that highlighted, you know, his work with COVID and then his work uh, like during the outbreak of AIDS and things like that. And I'm 37. So I, when I was alive, I didn't really see all that. I mean, because I was just very young. But watching, they have like actual footage of uh, the LGBTQ population like doing rallies and like holding up signs like because they were, you know, like like people hated him for COVID. They hated him for AIDS research and all those kinds of things. So and then they interviewed like they showed like a lot of people who were like, oh, I lost like all my friends within a period of like two or three years. And, you know, being even 37, I'm watching this and I'm thinking like, oh my God, like I didn't know that it was that serious. Like I truly didn't. So to even today, I'm still thinking that until I saw this footage, 
of what was happening in the 80s and how real it was you just don't know you you really just don't know and not only that but with but the fact that being a minority as a latino and then like you said it's mainly the latinos and the blacks that are catching the aids is because they're not getting the proper education and resources quote unquote to to learn and realize and educate themselves. And another thing, another opinion of mine too, would be that here in Florida, a lot of people, like you said, is a transit state. So not a lot of people typically stay here. So a lot of people come on vacation. They want to go buck wild. They want to <laughs> have fun, have sex with whoever they want with no consequences because they don't live here. And then the people who live here, we get screwed over with the consequences. So that could be another issue as well with the fact that people are not, you know, they're coming and going, they're coming here to party. Like, look at Miami, like this past weekend for spring break and ultra, you know, music festival and stuff because of all the spring breakers, all that chaos and curfews had to be happening because people can't control themselves. They want to come and act a fool up here. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but. So tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, some services that you provide to Orlando for the education stuff? Do you have classes, workshops? Sure, so uh, yeah, I can tell you about uh, some of our programming. So we hold quarterly testing for tickets events. And what it is is we hold a an HIV testing event where you get put into a raffle to win tickets to see, um, we just gave away tickets to see Jay Balvin, uh, but the next one, we're gonna give tickets away to see Alyssa Edwards. Um, I don't know if you guys know who that is, but- Yeah, she, from Drag Race, of course yeah. I don't. I don't know who that is. <laughs> she, yeah, she's cool. <laughs> but yeah, we've, we've given away tickets, uh, and the reason why, I, I know how expensive the Bad Bunny tickets were was because this was one of our options. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, that's not You're coming. Like, no. from our <laughs> All of Orlando would have been coming for testing. I know, for real. <laughs> Got everybody tested. Even the straights would have been coming. 100%. Uh, <laughs> but but yes, so, so we hold these quarterly events because, let's say... Um, they're, they're done every three months on purpose so that if someone wants to get tested, great, you're going to find out your status within, there, there's different variations with the test. There's a rapid one minute test. There's a rapid like 15 minute test, 10 minute. Uh, and, you know, they'll bring whichever one to do the test that day. Now, the thing is that you might not have been reactive at that time because the virus might not have been, you know, running rampant. So, but within that three month uh, window, then we can have like a confirmatory test. Mm -hmm. So that's why we do it every single three months. And, and each one varies, each one of these testing for tickets events. So the last one we just held was a weekend at a more Saturday, which is a Latin night, and then Noche Latina at Southern Nights, which is a Monday night, again, a Latin night. And, and again, we are targeting that at-risk population, you know, yes. younger, club-going, Latinx community. And I'm really excited uh, for our next one. I'll, I'll plug it real quick. I, I feel like very, like, weird <laughs> this go around we're actually partnering with come out with pride 
and they on April 16th they are actually having their prom and I welcome everybody to attend their prom it is from eight to midnight if I'm not mistaken uh it is it is an open bar from eight to nine p.m just sign me up okay that's all you gotta tell people open bar they're like all right we're there i'll be there right um there will be a nice pink carpet to let everybody in to that yes Uh, roxy andrews les vixens and i believe they have a third performer but uh they are all what's the venue it's going to be at the orlando museum of art Oh, classy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, re- I read about that with the come out. Okay. And that'll right. be kind of cool because then, you know, we got, you know, gay days coming up in June. So it'll kind of align with, with everything. So that's perfect. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's it's just an attempt to give the LGBT community that prom experience that they were never afforded, you know, growing up. So, so I'm really excited for that. So I'm straight like, and I never went to prom either. So I got gypped as well. There we go. So, so that's actually, that is the come out with, that is the come out with pride portion of the evening. And then we are actually doing the after party. Ooh, say less. That's spicy. (laughs) So we are going to be hosting the after party at Savoy. Okay. Have you been fun? Uh, I'm sure I have in one of my drunken stupors in my early 20s. There I'm sure. we go. I, I feel like I've been in almost all the clubs in Orlando, but I, I can't really remember. Where's Savoy at? It's in downtown on Orange Ave, but like towards like Winter Parkish area. Ivanhoe Village. There you go, Ivanhoe Village. Okay, yeah, possibly. She's yeah. like, I've been there. She might, you might have it's more of a photogenic memory, so you yeah. might remember once you see it. It's changed a bit from back in the days, though. The Uber took her home at the end of the night. That's all that matters. Exactly. I, exactly. Uh, listen, I am so old that there was no Uber when I was in my heavy drinking days. Girl, you are like, we old. You're 37, <laughs> I'm 36, he's 33. There We're was no golden Uber age. when I was 21. There was no there Uber. There wasn't. You're right. You had there to have one right. person who didn't drink and would take one for the team and keep you safe all night the dd the designated driver these kids know how good they got it right so so yeah we're doing the after party and since they're doing the prom we're maintaining that school aesthetic and by happenstance that evening every saturday at savoy it's actually called detention saturdays so it's like great keep the school going uh, and our particular night, we are calling it just sex ed. Um, and we're just going to be giving out sexual education facts throughout the night. But have you been there recently, Jonathan? Uh, to Savoy? No, I think the last time I was there was probably like maybe like two months, two months ago. Okay, okay. So you, you, you've seen all the renovations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen oh. all the renovations. How I mean, they have the whole section where they do the drag shows on one side, then you got the little main bar in the middle with the go-go dancers, and you got the more chill side, and then all the fun happens in the back. <laughs> and then that whole back patio they built, it, it yeah. really did an amazing it's nice. job. Yeah. Well, we are going in and we are completely gutting it. We are redecorating it um, with amazing lights and... Uh, dry erase boards on the walls and 
and it's gonna be really pretty that's all i'm gonna say i don't want to give away too much aren't you will... aren't you um supposed to lose your virginity on prom night too you are Ooh. oh so as long as you do it the safe way it's kind of that sex ed Maybe. passing out condoms passing out lube you know yes we will have the condoms we will have the lubes and we will have all the testers right at the front door to get you tested so that you know your status nice and they also have a vending machines for other little nooks and nannies too for if you want to be more adventurous as well oh <laughs> they actually do have a vending machine inside stephanie you really you know maybe this is a good opportunity for you to check it out on 16 maybe it's time we'll go we should we should go we should go yeah. it's a i'll take you i'll take you we gotta do we gotta get all dolled up look you know you gonna buy flowers i'll buy you flowers why not <laughs> you gonna buy me flowers well <laughs> uh, you have to get the one you're the, the boobineer. The, the boobineer. <laughs> <laughs> I've never learned what the corsage? That's a cors corsage for a girl and a boobineer for a man. Oh, I thought you said boobineer. Boobineer. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever your little heart pleases, you know? That's true. Yes. So, so yeah, so as far as our programming, yeah, we do, we will always try to encompass HIV testing, but uh but like for instance through that night we're going to be educating everybody on sexual facts or lgbtq history so we have some like trivia games planned uh, throughout the performance and and we will be giving out prizes all night as well so so it's kind of a, a big experience but in the past, we've given out Hep A vaccines as well. Um, we have done Hep testing as well. Uh, let's see. So, so we we can do a little bit of everything um, when it's sexual health oriented. Um, in in the past, with mental health, we've done like uh, Let's Keep Healing Orlando, where it's more geared towards mental health and and trying to get you to relax and having art therapy and having yoga and massage therapy, you know, and a lot more. Um, but yeah, we try to cater all of our events to one of the pillars. And not only that, but you're also doing it in a way where it's fun, mm -hmm. it's, it's fun, it's still informative, very engaging, interactive, and keeps people, you know, wanting to like learn more about it because, you know, sometimes, you know, you got, you go to like events or seminars where you learn certain things and it's just so boring. And mm -hmm. with everybody's attention spans nowadays, you have to keep it very intriguing and enticing all the time. So that's a very good way to do it. And then I love a theme. And you know? like you said, a theme, do it in a club yeah. setting, you know, that way people could still have fun, you know, still be educated and, and still learn everything while having fun in the process. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You actually brought up a good point where some nonprofits are very constricted by their grant. You know, unfortunately, these grants will say you need to uh, test so and so many people, and it has to be at like a library. Um, our grant actually allows us to go into places where their grants stop so we, we get to push the boundary so an example which we've used in the past and we're trying to figure out how to incorporate it for this one uh we will actually hire like porn stars 
where they'll be like, look at her face. I like your vibe. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll hire porn stars, you know, just to to bring the people in as they see, oh, eye candy, yep. Look, look at this eye candy now. Well, now you're in the trap, and now I'm gonna get you tested. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we, we get to really like push the angle. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta set up the thirst trap. Yep, just like Grinder, them thirst traps. Same concept, <laughs> but you're doing it live, in in the yeah. flesh. Like if you if you're a cute little cute little twink Latino guy and then you see a flyer oh some hot porno guy it's gonna be at Savoy or at Southern Nights you're gonna tell all your little friends you're gonna have a little kiki you're gonna go show up there get the thirst trap see him shake himself you know maybe touch him give him some tip money and then you guys come along be like oh by the way oh while you're here by the way here's some condoms go let's go get you tested we'll enter you for a prize sold correct. Sold. That, and I'm telling you, it works. John is ready to work on the next planning committee. Yes, <laughs> I'm ready. Well, you I, said porn and alcohol, sign me up. <laughs> I invite the both of you to come to our next meeting. Uh, actually, we hold bi-weekly public meetings. So that's for anybody that may be interested uh, for as becoming like a new member or just to see what we're about. Um, or if you want to stay dedicated, we we value everybody's opinion mm-hmm. on on what themes should be, who we should hire. So so yeah, I, I do welcome. The Where team. do you have the meetings at? We have them in downtown in one of our members' buildings. It's one of the Camden buildings. You know, they own everything in downtown. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but they have a big uh, uh, big studio room that everybody can use it has some those, those kind, of, kind of like a clubhouse, a clubhouse. meeting area yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was going to be one of my questions like how do you how do you get volunteers or how do you get advocates who want to join or who want to get information but they're not too sure how to go about it like how would you want how would you want people to like get uh, to come to you guys for that so we we actually as of right now only work on social media so we work out of Facebook, Instagram, and a little bit of Twitter, a little bit of LinkedIn. But but yeah, if anybody's interested, you know, we always ask like shoot us a message, we'll reply and we will invite you to our meeting. Um, I when I took it over in January, one of my my like one of my passion projects was that I wanted it to be more of a family setting than a professional setting. You know, we are all, the executive board and our advocates are not paid to do any of this. Mm -hmm. So, So why make this feel like a job? Exactly. No, I did not like that. And, and, and I love our past administrations, but I always felt like when I would go to these meetings, it would be like 8.30, all right, done, everybody go home. And it's like, wait, but we're like friends and, and we could hang out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, Socialize. And I, I hated that. So, so when I took over, you know, we have food and drinks, every meeting uh, available for everybody and and yes we have our meeting but everybody can hang out afterward and 
and just get to, to talk and see like, what have you been up to? What are you doing this weekend? Uh, because what I have noticed in our membership, which has grown sixfold since January, is that is that our new advocates are looking for a sense of community. Yes. You know, definitely. They, 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 they're new to Orlando or the pandemic turned them into uh, hermits. Um, they are trying to get away from a bad lifestyle or, you know, the, it could be for whatever reason, but they are seeking just friends and I have no problem with, you know, after a meeting, like, yeah, <laughs> like this, for example, at the last one, I'm eating greasy Publix chicken, uh, but <laughs> let's, let's have a conversation. <laughs> no, it's true. It's, it's a way, like you say, bringing community together, you're still doing something for the community, you get to network, meet new people for potentially for friends. Um, especially here, in, at least for me in the Orlando, like the gay community, overall, in general, the, the gay community can be a little, a little rough, a little, little, if you don't fit a certain group, if you're not a muscle queen, or if you're not tall and skinny, or if you're not a twink, or you're not white, like they just judge you Very so judgmental. much. Very I can judgmental. see it from the outside, how judgmental you are within each other. Yes. And it sucks. And and I think at least for me, like I'm a thick guy, you know, I've always been a thick guy. When I first came out being gay, it was very hard for me to adjust from my quote unquote straight life and coming to the gay world and being judged because I'm tall, because I'm bigger, because I'm this, because I'm that. And that caused, at least for me, it caused a lot of insecurities, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe a, a lot of other gays feel the same way, even though they don't voice about it, but it's true. And then all these quote unquote, you know, other gay oriented organizations that I've seen in the past, they're all like, no offense, white people or muscle queens. And I'm like, where's the diversity? Like, I want to meet other Latinos. I want to meet, you know, somebody skinny. I want to be somebody short. I want to be somebody thick. I want to, you know, have a little bit more diversity. And I haven't seen that. And then with you guys, when, you know, I happened to meet up with, with Neil and his boyfriend, I was like, oh, you guys are part of this group. And he told us, took us to the website. I mean, to the Instagram page. It's like, oh, snap, all these people here are diverse. And I, I, I really love that about that. It's the diversity. I could jump out my window right now because I'm so happy to hear that. Um, I, and this is at no fault to when they started this chapter because they all had great intentions. Mm -hmm. But something that we have been actively combating since uh, our administration took over was that stigma. Mm -hmm. because unfortunately when this chapter launched and they did a, they did amazing work in the community and I'm so thankful for them but mm -hmm. unfortunately it was very white it was predominantly it was predominantly white it was very attractive white muscular men mm -hmm. so you're speaking about 2015 until today yes like the start yeah okay yes so <clears throat> and and I won't lie, and I have 
uh, been vocal about this. The reason why I didn't start before then was because I was intimidated by that. I was like, who are these white, tall, attractive, muscular exactly. guys? Like, I, I was so intimidated by it. I did not want to be involved at all. And, and then over the years, it started changing a little bit. And, and I would say our last president, who was our first Black president, um, he, he was fortunate enough to be able to diversify the organization. And then this year, as of January, we just took it and ran with it. I mean, the, because that wasn't representative of the LGBT community mm. back in 2015, and that wasn't representative of Orlando. And oh, yes, yeah. I am a white passing Latino, but but I I understand my privilege and I know where it needs to stop. You know, uh, so I welcome everybody. You know, I I have been so happy with how we have just broken so many barriers. We have been just breaking down doors. We didn't have women prior to this year. You know, now we have women in our organization and they are just as valuable as all of these men. Uh, yeah. I just welcome everybody and I just want everybody to, you know, know that there's this organization out there for them that will take care of them, that will cater to them, that is a source of resources. Um, so I, I'm really glad that you said that because, um, yeah, I, I would have to say up until January, we were, uh, I, I, as this community liaison was still hearing, oh, the white, the white sluts are, here and keep in mind <laughs> it was just me showing up to like this professional meeting and then and then I'd have to sit there and be like no no we're not like that yeah. you know like, <clears throat> and I didn't even know you guys existed into I met up with Neil and I'm like wow and then I was like wow this has been here for a while like I never knew about it because I felt also very intimidated when you know try to join like a gay you know uh volleyball team or dodgeball <laughs> or soft or whatever like it was always mainly white because you know like not so hard at you <laughs> gay volleyball team gay volleyball team it seemed like a bunch of gays like <laughs> and then like you know what like the ball passes you and then you stick your hand out and you're like i'm gonna get sweaty <laughs> <laughs> and it was like that back in the day that's why I never like and I've told you this before like I've always had a, an issue with meeting gay friends like me like even though I'm a gay man I don't like the bullshit drama the cattiness that comes a lot within the gay world and that's why I don't really have a lot of gay friends because a lot of the ones that I've met they're just so catty like I don't need the drama like I watch telenovelas I don't need that's more than <laughs> enough drama you know and, and, and so that's what most of my friends back in the days was more mainly straight, mainly women. Um, I started to gain a little bit of a, of, a, of, of a gay group, but then a lot of them moved. You know, they moved to New York, they moved to Miami, they moved abroad. So I didn't really have that much of a gay community here anymore. 
I think so, it's just the human experience, though. Yeah. Because it's the same thing with girls, you know? Mm-hmm. There'll, there'll be groups, you know, like sororities. Mm-hmm. You look at some sororities, and it's just pretty, skinny, blonde-haired girls. And you look at them, and you're like, I can't be a part of that group. Like, yeah. and it, it's just, I think all, it's just the human experience. All people have, like, these subcultures. Yeah. And, and there are people that try to, you know, create you know everybody is like same want to be same like everybody who's the same wants to stick together and kind of intimidate everyone else from entering that but we're <laughs> you know everyone's so beautiful and you all have so many good things to yeah offer. exactly and everybody has their own beauties you know can make a group you know like we go to uh we work out at a, at a gym that's a very all-inclusive gym and it's mm-hmm. not intimidating and it's like we all have our own strengths like if there's anything you need like this person bakes cakes and this person does uh handiwork and this person knows stuff about computers so like within our friend group we're all covered you know it's and it's a beautiful thing to see and especially as as a minority and as a gay man it's nice to hear that you guys are very inclusive and that's what kind of intrigued me about it and that's why i was like okay you know i'll definitely want to learn more about the organization and you know get you know talk to you guys about it and you know hopefully like you said become an advocate as well and do some of the volunteering as well and you know meet new people so i'm 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 very glad that i had that conversation it was so funny because they came because that was their first time Neon and his boyfriend going to southern craft i love southern craft because of their second home that because they have top-notch quality (laughs) drinks and it's very affordable you know for the quality drinks and then for all you can drink that they do every every the first month of every of every month which by the way is this friday i'll probably will see neil and his boyfriend there i will be there it's it's it was it was just nice to like hear that and just connect and like we just had a great time you know and i'm 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 excited about that now as far as like other resources because i know i was reading online that you guys offer some of the other resources one of the big ones me growing up when i first came out you know being gay stuff was the center i mean everybody almost everybody knows the center and yes. they've been growing and expanding. Uh, what are some of the other uh, local resources that you guys have um, that um, help with the organization and to help people as well? Sure. So our <laughs> bread and butter is the HIV testing. Mm-hmm. But what we are working to ingrain in our advocates this year is to know those resources. And the way I say that, the reason why I say that is because what Impulse is uh, most importantly is a linkage in the community. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the reason why I say that is because we don't directly provide the mental health services. We don't directly provide the substance abuse services, but each one of my members will you know, tell you where you can get those services. It's like a concierge service. Correct, correct. You know, nine times out of 10, you're going to go to your friend and talk to them about your problems before, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to look it up online. Yep, very true. So so right now, I think we have about 60 members, which is just insane to me because we have never had a membership that large and in my four years that I've been here. Uh, But but uh, so we're gonna be doing a training very soon uh, on April 6th. But 
what I am, my goal is to give them all the materials that they could ever need to answer anybody's questions about sexual health, mental health, substance abuse, or social justice awareness. So that they can direct anybody and anybody's questions to the proper place. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, no, of course, the center, amazing. The center provides everything mm-hmm. in Orlando. Yep. We did an sport. interview with them a couple years ago, maybe like two years ago. Who did you interview? I'm just curious. I feel like his name is John. John or was it Joel? No, it wasn't Joel. I feel like his name was John. It was a long time ago. Was he white? Yes, he was white <laughs> and he was tall. And yeah. not sure. No, I because Joel Jr. Morales used to be this voice of reckoning over at the center, and I absolutely I look up to him. Mm-hmm. He's probably younger than me, but uh, amazing person. And then George Wallace is the executive director there. Another maybe it was George. Yeah, maybe it was George. It was George. <laughs> he is white. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, he's white. So it might have been George then. Yeah, because that was a couple of years back. Because I saw online, you guys also have like um, another one that I use uh, more when you know with with um, when Prep came out mm-hmm. with the Truvada was with Bliss Healthcare. Yeah. I I remember one time going to I didn't have any any insurance. So I went to the health department in downtown. Such a freaking mess. Such a mess. I if. Bless their hearts for those people who work there and deal with those all those people. Um, and they're the ones who refer me to Bliss over there off of Curry 4. And those people are amazing. Like, they do everything. Like You know, you so know, let, me, let me answer your question a little better. So let's say your friend comes to you mm-hmm. and says, Jonathan, no, Stephanie, I've been a little too promiscuous. What do I do? Like, I don't want to catch the HIV, right? Well, then you need to be like, well, first of all, it's called HIV. It's completely preventable. Uh, all you need to get is on prep. You take one pill a day and you will never catch HIV. Okay, so where can I get it? Well, you have a dozen places in Orlando that you could possibly get on prep. You can go to Bliss Healthcare, you can go to 26 Health, you can go to the Department of Health, AHF, Orlando Immunological Center. Um, I mean, I could just keep naming them uh, IMG, but, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then, you know, you, you can fine tune it a little more because you start learning a lot about these clinics, you know, just like Jonathan said, uh, Bliss Healthcare does have the Bliss Cares program, which not only uh, covers the exams and uh, the labs and the prep, but even if you have health insurance, then this Bliss Cares program actually even covers your copay, which to me is just insane. Wow, you know, like, yep. that's like, awesome. I love them. They're amazing people. Every time I go there back then, yep. Yes, and and so I tell people first of all that you should. And you will never be, be uh, you should not be paying for prep. You will never be paying for prep. Mm-hmm. Um, just ask the right questions. Ask the right people. Yep. Uh, HIV is completely preventable. If, if you do get HIV, it is not a death sentence anymore. Yep. Um, you need to go into treatment. And again, these are all your resources that uh, you have to get into treatment. 
again, it's just one pill a day. It's just like taking a vitamin and you're going to live just as a healthy and long life as you were before. Yeah. And that's good that you say that because with like, with like prep, when Truvado was around, like, at least for me, um, it didn't agree with me like at all. Like I was like, when I first, when I first heard it, I was like, I was excited about it. I was like, I have an extra barrier of protection, of course, with safe sex, all that stuff. And, you know, you're going to have some moments where you're like, you know, having a night out, you know, you're, you're drinking, you know, you're not so coherent as far as like thinking about safety. You just want to go in and, you know, have fun and you go to slip up and everybody has had unprotected sex you know it happens so knowing that you have that extra barrier with protection with the pill it's great it sounds like it sounds like the men's birth control yeah it is it that's, is. that's what that's what my roommate is saying it's like oh girl i i read i blow up my birth, birth control. control i'm gonna take my birth control yeah we say that it is yeah. and you you brought up a good point uh actually the creator of our nonprofit, uh jose he named it our organization Impulse because of those impulsive moments. Mm-hmm. There you go, <laughs> you see? But Truvada didn't agree with me. It, it, mm-hmm. it didn't agree with my body. It made me very lethargic. It made me nauseated and affected with my libido. And, and birth control can do that too. Yeah, so <laughs> I stopped it, right? I stopped it because I, I and it agreed with me. Like I gave it a try and it didn't agree with me. So I stopped it for a while. And then I recently got back on, I got back on the, the SCOVI uh, last year. And the SCOVI has been so great for me, like no side effects. Um, yeah. And I don't get any of those stuff. So it's it just, it's good to have those options. Because in the beginning, they didn't have other than just Truvada. So yeah. it's good that they now have the, the SCOVI as well. And it's more, at least for me, I don't have any of the side effects. So um, I, I guess, I don't know if it's better or not, but for me, it just, it just agrees so- overall. Uh, it, it is actually a lot better. First of all, the SCOBY is a fourth of the size of the pill as Truvada, mm-hmm. <laughs> in case you didn't notice. Um, it, it has less wear and tear on your body mm-hmm. as Truvada. And Truvada, the, the side effects were pretty negligible. The biggest complaint was like the digestive um, yes. issues that could come along with it. But um, while while Truvada had uh, a bigger or higher impact on your kidneys and your liver and your bone density, mm-hmm. uh, the SCOBY actually has seen an increase in bone density and is just as effective as Truvada. So, and and I know plenty of women that are on prep as well. So it's not just a, a men's daily. Oh, women can take it. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. So that way you can get protected. I mean, obviously, it's more common why for. Not? Why do they only? Why do they only? Because tell it to men then. Because gay men is more susceptible for it because we have gay sex, which is through the bum bum, and it's, the it's bum bum is. Hair. Um, yes. I don't know. I just feel like everyone is equal. Like I. They I don't are. like how they uh, discriminate against men, especially, um, you know, when you're like trying to donate blood, there's a lot of discrimination against, uh, I just feel like anyone who's having sex is open to getting anything. When I've donated know? blood, I don't say that I'm gay because I, because like you said, they discriminate against that. Yeah. And that sucks. Because, yeah. you know, whether you're having man-to-man sex, it's still, there's, there's straight people having anal sex. Yeah, I know. Correct. Lots of Correct. it. So, so, so just like 
Gardasil was mismarketed back in 2008. And now you watch ads and you see that Gardasil is being just as much plugged for boys, boys as, yeah. as it is for girls. Um, and for those of you who don't know what Gardasil is, it's a vaccine. You take two vaccines over like a year, two or three, but it prevents you from getting the more serious strains of human papillomavirus, HPV. Uh, in girls, that's like ovarian cancer and, and then you know, different forms of other cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I, I think maybe that same issue is happening today with PrEP where it's being mass marketed towards gay men. And yes, there is uh, you know, more tearing and more uh, yeah. tissue. Yeah. Um, fluid exchange than there is with the heterosexual uh, intercourse. Yes, but but yeah, women you can still get it as straight people as well. So, but a lot about medical things is is we need time, we need studying, we need to, all these advancements. Like everything that we're talking about now are benefits that we get to reap from all the deaths that occurred mm -hmm. in the 80s all the people that lost loved ones yeah. Yeah. like if there's anything that you can take from that and feel solace is that all the generations moving forward you're going to learn from it and gain knowledge and you know we're just going to get better and better with the healthcare system. and they shouldn't have any excuse this younger generation they shouldn't have any excuse to continue getting hiv continue the infection because the older generation laid down the path for this new generation to yeah. still have sex, but do it in a much more safer way and, and just have that knowledge passed down, but they're not, they're not taking advantage of it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. And, it. and it's good that, you know, with these organizations and hopefully with time, the younger generation will step on the bandwagon because they're the ones we're getting older they're the ones who's getting older to our age where they're the ones who's mature enough now to be able to continue passing on that knowledge. And the only way to do that is for them to have the proper knowledge along the way. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I completely agree with the both of you. No. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we can, we can. Can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the don't say gay bill yes because <laughs> honestly yeah. i don't know i i guess i'm a bad person i don't i don't person. like to listen to the to the news i don't like to read the newspaper or like look at things anything that's that i probably should be looking at but um it's become definitely a hot topic i would say within the last month i mm -hmm. mean at least that i've been seeing it on social media so you know the law passed so it's sure. just Without knowing much about it, it sounds very archaic for 2022. I mean, I don't really know what's going on in this country, but. Sure, I can uh, tell you a little bit about that. I, I told myself earlier today, I said I should have this pulled up just in case they bring it up. Um, but I didn't. But I, so I was watching the whole signing ceremony. Uh, which was held yesterday in Spring Hill with DeSantis, blah, 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 and all the uh, sponsors of the bill, um, all monsters. <laughs> but, A lot of local Orlando companies, too, uh, that I saw uh, on that page. Yes. Um, 
I'm trying to pull it up right now, but it's it's not coming up. Anyways, so sure. God, I wish I had the proper verbiage. Well, the bill was not originally called the Don't Say Gay Bill. It is actually called the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Mm-hmm. And then we took it and completely ran with it and, you know, objected to what it was really uh, promoting, which at its core is the erasure of sexual orientation and gender identity. And it, it does say that in the bill. The bill is only four pages long. And it's funny, during the signing, one of the sponsors was talking about like, oh, uh, how do these people not understand what's written in this bill? You know, it's it's there. And if it has lines underneath it, it means it's been amended. And if, if it has strikes through it, it means it's been taken out. And and then I I and then DeSantis comes on and he's like, Well, um, I, I don't know why they're lying so much about this bill. It clearly the first time I read it, I was like the media is going crazy i need to see what this bill is about and it clearly says k through three and i'm just sitting here like boy if you don't shut up right now like <laughs> okay so let me let me walk you through the history of this bill is it just so, in the state of florida it is just in the state of florida okay so uh for now yes because a couple other states have uh, taken it and they're running with it so when they wrote this bill <laughs> it just said uh, that it targets pretty much sexual orientation and gender identity that it's not okay to be spoken about in the in the school setting now as far as k-3 it never said that until hit the Senate side. So, okay, DeSantis, if you really truly read it when it first came out, it was never amended until hit the Senate side. Also, underneath K through three, you can see that it has the, it's underlined, meaning that it was added in later. Okay, Mm. but there's a whole argument from the beginning saying that, oh, it's only gonna be for K through three. No, that was never, never a thing until later. But the problem with the bill is that it is so vaguely written that, okay, it does say K through three, but then the next line, again, would have been great to (laughs) have the bill right in front of me. It says uh, for people that are of appropriate age, something, something like that. Okay. Mm Great. Who is going to decide that? Not us, not the parents, not the teachers, the Department of Education of Florida. Okay, so that negates the whole K through three ideology that they're trying to shove down everybody's throat because with the next line, they can just do K through 12. Mm-hmm. And, and it's written in such a way that it limits uh, LGBTQ clubs like um, the Gay Straight Alliances, it it causes any kind of 
question to be uh, spoken or, or set in a heteronormative context. Mm -hmm. So an example I'll give is like one mommy plus two dad or one mommy plus one daddy equals two parents, right? Mm -hmm. No, like we're not, the question of one daddy plus one daddy will never in the state of Florida equal two daddies, you know, it, because of this bill. Yeah. Um, if, if, you know, little Lucy wants to talk about her two moms and then another student asks like, well, why does she have two moms? You know, like now the teacher has to be like, well, go talk to your parents. You know, like she, she it really limits teachers and how they can discuss or answer any LGBTQ uh, questions, you know, even to the point where if a child confides in a teacher something about their sexual orientation or gender identity and, and they're possibly in an abusive household, you know, like this is just making that so much worse. Um, I mean, I can speak about this bill all day and I could speak about it so much better if I had it in front of me. <laughs> but um, It just seems like it puts a negative connotation on uh, this kind of lifestyle for kids. You know, when you're developing at a young age, that's the time that you want to teach children that everything, most all things are okay. You know, two mommies is okay. Two daddies is okay. We all have different family structures. Yeah. Everyone, even straight people having one mommy and no daddy is quite normal mm -hmm. or, or one father and no mommy, like everybody's family is different. And I think that's what kids should be taught. I yeah. mean, it, it seems like they're trying to start controlling people's mind at a young yeah. age by limiting them and basically having that narrow mindset that this is the only way that things need to be. And that's it. There is no normal family exactly. structure exactly. anymore. There is yeah, none. Yeah. There is not, I mean, uh, they even went as far in this bill. And, and you're, keep in mind, like, humans, Florida humans, again, Florida white male humans wrote this. They went as far as allowing the parents to sue the entire school district if their child was, <laughs> you know, exposed to this no oh god theocracy of, of lgbtq is crazy uh but i actually just pulled up the bill and the verbiage that i wanted to hear was this okay you know this verbatim a school district may not encourage classroom discussion and also it's all underlined uh okay so uh a school district may not encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in a primary grade level so that was amended to K through three, or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. So who is going to decide who, what is, who is age appropriate or developmentally appropriate? Yeah. Department of Education of Florida. And you know, under DeSantis, they're just going to run with it. And that's all for different children. That's different for each, every child in the yep. class. And that goes for every learning thing. What is appropriate for child A or child B or child C? Like they each have their own developmental needs and Correct. speeds. So. Correct. So 
so it's very sad and we tried our darndest uh and i spent two weeks in tallahassee lobbying florida reps and senators to no avail and and throughout that entire eight week session but it passed unanimously and when they opened it up for public uh, forums the things you would hear were so disgusting everything from you know i'm a christian from the villages and and my granddaughter shouldn't be exposed to the gays you know to to oh well i hear i'm hearing a lot of them talk about how the lgbtq community has higher rates of suicide and maybe they should do it like like the these were these things were said on the floor they are recorded and you can go to the floridachannel.com or .org, whatever it is, and rewatch these videos. Wow. And, and, you know, it, it brought out the ugliness in what these conservative values really are. And it's just ignorance and bigotry. And That's unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and unfortunately, they have the overwhelming majority in the state of Florida. It's, it's, it's crazy it's crazy and it seems like you're very passionate about this because like i i um i i read that you are interested in being a future politician yourself <laughs> right <laughs> yes yes okay. I, I do want to run for politics one day and and it's because i i've seen that if you want to make real change you have to go about it through the florida legislature or or your you know city council at the local level you know the county level uh and and i have been such a loud voice for everyone you know i i'm out there marching with women for women to have autonomy over their bodies mm -hmm. you know I, I i just say it like that because in 2022 we're still fighting for women mm -hmm. to have autonomy over their bodies um which by the way we just passed the 15-week abortion ban in florida and so he'll be signing that soon you know i'm sure he'll pick a, a daycare to sign it in uh, <laughs> uh, so and and when the democrats in the state of florida tried to amend it to allow because realistically women are not trying to have an abortion at 15 weeks right okay but what if she was raped what if she was abused what if she was a result of incest what if mm. um what if it could have you know dire consequences to her own health well, the Florida Democrats actually tried to amend it so that it was going to be okay under those circumstances just to ease this bill. I mean, let alone like women not only should have autonomy over that decision, but also for whatever reason, you know, whatever reason, you know, financial or whatever hardship they might be going through. Anyways, they, they tried to amend it to include incest, rape, abuse, trafficking, and the Republicans wholeheartedly voted against these amendments 
And then even one of them, Ileana Garcia, I think she is from South Florida. They were asking her publicly and she was like, no, if she gets raped, she should be carrying the baby to full term. You know, this is an elected oh, senator oh, wow. in, in the state of Florida. You um, don't understand that, that the mental abuse that causes somebody like just alone, just the rape in itself. And the fact that you have to still carry that person's child for full term. Like that's yes. just mental abuse and at its finest right there. You know, some, some women don't realize they're pregnant for the first three months, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, then no one should ever have to speak for a woman as far as how she should be feeling at that 15 week mark. It, it does not make any sense to me at all. And right now, because the state of Texas, uh, they actually, their abortion ban is a lot smaller. I think it's like eight weeks or something like that, which is just insane. Um, Right now we are giving vouchers, not Impulse Group Orlando, but I know Planned Parenthood, but uh, they're giving vouchers to bring people to the state of Florida to help them with their abortions. Mm Now, something I like to point out with this whole 15-week abortion ban is that, and when it gets signed, now the closest state to get an abortion at that point will be North Carolina, mm-hmm. is that regardless of the ban, of this 15-week ban, no matter what, affluent white women will always be able to get an abortion. Now they will quickly charter a plane to North Carolina or New York, wherever they need to get the deed done. Mm-hmm. This bill directly affects you know, minorities and yep. people of color and people of lower socioeconomic statuses. You know? so, um, so yeah, yeah. I guess my point is yes about politics is is yeah you know I I have been and I will always be in the trenches with everyone because I want to make sure that everybody's voice is heard and mm-hmm. and there's just so many problems in this world. You could be uh, the first gay president. Oh, that'd be so awesome! Uh-huh. You're taking the right step because you know you're doing the right things and you can hear the passion you know, when you speak and, and you're very knowledgeable about everything. So you're definitely doing the right step towards that future. So Thank you. I maybe you can be our next governor in the future here for Florida. So <laughs> when you're running, they're going to, you know, when you're running for president and they dig up like all of your old, your old things, they're going to find our podcast. They're going to find our podcast. <laughs> they're going to find all your old grinder messages. Right. <laughs> All your <laughs> drunken photos from college years. One hundred percent. So we dug up back in twenty twenty two. Orlando out of context. Your <laughs> <laughs> portion, huh? One hundred percent. Well, there's so, something fun that we like to do with all of our guests. Um, since obviously you're an Orlando local, just like we are too, we like to do what's called a little quick speed round. So we just ask you some questions about Orlando itself. So one of the questions is, what is one of your favorite restaurants here in Orlando and why? Like the first okay. thing that comes to your mind. First thing, 
Domo. Yes. Oh man, I still I haven't eaten there still. I want to eat their wings. People just hype the wings so hard. So I haven't eaten there yet either. So <laughs> um, it's on our oh, list. We it's just on our list. We haven't gone yet, but it's on our list. So why do you yeah. like it so much? Uh, Domo to me, uh, well, first of all, I feel like there is definitely ramen wars that happen in Orlando. People will yes. die for, oh, for their sure. ramen locations. Domo is mine. Uh, but I, I love all their their ramens that they have on their menu. They have traditionals and uh, they have their own like homemade kind. But again, just like Stephanie said, everybody talks about their wings. And if you walk through that restaurant, you're going to see their long plate of like I think it's like six wings. They're they're they not they're massive they're like korean wings so they're crunchy and then Ooh. yes and then they have this kind of butter on them it's like an asian anything slather and butter makes everything taste good you know super <laughs> delicious uh so so domu is my answer i will and i think now that they have the dr phillips location mm -hmm. they i see sometimes on their instagram that they do like special wing sauce there that they don't have at the other one yeah I, i've been noticing that too and i i decided to experiment the last time i was there and try one of the other ones and i'm like mm, should stick to what i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you gotta explore the sea to realize that you know <laughs> yeah yes. but it's good it gives it the variety and i think it also helps alleviate some of the crowd at the one location versus the other one so that's that's a good thing yeah they've that's been slowly thing. growing highly 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 recommend uh domu also it's a very like uh chill spot it's over at east end market mm -hmm. east end market yeah and you know that is just like hipster and and earthy earthy tones that's where we can get gideon's cookie for dessert yeah gideon's cookies from dessert there is good have you oh. drank any <laughs> have you been to the neighbor yet neighbors oh no. the neighbors you got once you go to Domo, have your wings, go upstairs to the neighbors. It's a new cocktail bar. It's beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. I, I have gone. I I thought it was called something else. Yeah, it's the neighbors. So cute. I love it. All the cute little stuff there, the drinks there. They have a new spring drink menu right now. We're trying on. to get back there maybe this week or next week because yeah. they just rolled out their spring drinks and they look delicious. Yes. Well, I would wait until they're done remodeling the first floor because I know Mochi or Mochi Donut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, they just took the uh, the little kitchen, the little stand where the bread market used to be. Yeah, we saw the sign last time we were there that they were going to be moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I love oh. East Market. Oh, yeah. East East Market is a lot of great stuff. On that note, speaking of drinks, what is your favorite bar to have a drink at? my favorite bar now that's a hard question i i, I knew it would be <laughs> um because i'm not a big drinker mm -hmm. but i don't like the club scene i like the bar scene because you could at least talk, talk and socialize yeah uh -huh. i say i would say if i had to go to a bar to hang out I'd, I'd probably say 
Savoy. You know, it it's it's the the remodel. They did a great job with it. Yeah. You know, I can I can go to a clubby side if I wanted that. I could stick in the middle. It's loud. I could go to the other side. It's quiet. I it has like enough of everything. I would say Savoy. Are you are you excited for like the up and coming new location of Parliament House? Uh, you really hit me with that. <laughs> <laughs> we had to. We had to. Last time I was downtown, I saw the sign across uh, what across the street from the Taco Bell Cantina. It's gonna be like right there on the corner. Yeah. It says coming soon. I. I will be completely honest. I am not excited about that at all. Oh, I, I feel like I, a lot of people just have such a connection to the other spot. And honestly, the other spot was iconic. There's yeah. no way they're going to be able to duplicate the vibes. Like, nope. the, no. like everything. It's going to be, you might as well just call it a whole new club. Exactly. And just be done with it. Call it a whole new club. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, That's what my but, thoughts do. But, and, and I, I hate to say it because it's like, you're a gay, you got to support the gay things, but real, <laughs> realistically, like, you guys chose a corner in downtown Orlando that, in downtown where there's no LGBTQ business. Yeah. That was, yep. And you know, it's it, all the mixture of the, the drunks and the straights mm -hmm. and, you know, with the gays. And, and, and we should all be in unison, but there could be that potential chaos. Yeah, can happen. But maybe this is how we get everybody together in the same room. And, God willing. You know, that's, that, that's, that, that's what I'm hopeful for. God willing. But, you know, I, I think it's going to end up being like a, a straight bar. But I, just like you said, you know, people had a connection to the old one. It was just so massive. Mm. It was like compound. There was a lake. There was a hotel That's what it was, room. like a compound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you walk around. You socialize. The outdoor you know. area. Yeah. The trashy yeah. hotel. I mean, <laughs> the trashy hotel. It's iconic. It's iconic. It was like iconic. the sign. Yeah. That sign was yeah. iconic. I, I think, mean. I think they, they could have chosen any other spot but Orange Avenue in downtown. And I, I'm mm -hmm. talking about, they could have picked Mills. They could have picked Ivanhoe Village. They could have picked uh, Audubon Park even. And that's family friendly. You know, just that was not the spot. We were trying to imagine uh, what used to be there. I feel like that particular spot is not that big inside. It's big, but... Because I think it, that used to be kind of like an art gallery type of situation yeah. before. So it's big, but it's not going to be nowhere near big as the old Parliament House at all. It'll be yeah. big within downtown Orlando standards for clubs yeah. and bars in the area. So it, it's very unfortunate. Orlando has, you know, shut down two gay uh, bars, clubs in the last year. Um, so we're just so limited and and we're limited to Southern Nights and Savoy. Yeah. And then uh, of course on Sunday fun day, you know, they do Ember and then of yeah. course Irish Shannon Saturday night, but it's just only certain night, but you're right. We don't have anything pulse, you know, unfortunately with the shooting, that's yeah. on, 
you know, Parliament House is gone. It's like all the goods. Remember back in the days, Mr. Sisters? Mr. Sisters. That was a nice spot. That was. I loved Like Mr. the inside Sisters. of that building was so nice. Like the layout was nice. It was just wasn't a. It's kind of in a bad area. Like bad isn't not convenient. Yeah. Well, there was no parking. Yeah. There was no parking. That was the issue yeah. too. Brink was good in downtown as well. That got Brink was that. great. Yeah. And then Brink even was- back in the days with Disney, you know, when they had, um, what did you call it? The, mannequins. Uh, yeah, mannequins. But what was it? Um, Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. When they had Pleasure oh, Island. Pleasure. Mannequins. They had gay nights there at mannequins and the floor would spin. And it was so <laughs> much fun. Like it was, it was so cool. <laughs> yeah. So to answer your question, and I, hate to say it for everyone that's going to hear this, but uh, Parliament House should not be in downtown. It should not be in Orange. That's the next thing we rally for, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> new location, new, new location, location, new location. New location. You know, and, and oh, now I'm going off on tangents, but listen, gays, LGBTQ people do not like to pay for parking, and now you want them. Nobody, str- I don't like to pay for parking. Nobody <laughs> likes to pay for parking. We like that's, our alcohol that's not cheap. reserved for the gays. That's everybody. <laughs> and not only that, we like our alcohol strong and we like our alcohol cheap. And that's the reason why we love Parliament House. They <laughs> yeah. will literally give you a whole cup full of just straight up vodka with a little splash of cranberry. And you'd be like, oh, I'm good for the you whole You ever night. see those like things on TikTok <laughs> where people will pour like champagne and then and they'll have spray, a spray yes. bottle of orange juice? <laughs> That's your mimosa, a mist of, of orange juice that you got your mimosa. That's my type of mask. <laughs> All right. So to round it up, uh, the last question is, uh, what would be your Orlando pro tip to somebody who's new to the area, just moving here, like a pro tip to navigate the city? <laughs> okay. My pro tip would be, and I, I love, this was a good question, or at least maybe I thought of a great answer, but to adventure into the food scene, people, I think, have an assumption that Orlando or Florida as a whole does not have a food culture, but no, Orlando loves their food. Go yeah. They do. <laughs> go and sure do. out. Like, you know, go into... Um, a little Vietnam, check out any one of their bar restaurants. I was at An Hong last night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you want some Chinese baos, go to King Bao. If you want some ramen, you can, uh, you know, Japanese ramen, go ahead and do Domu, go ahead and do Jinya. You know, if you want uh, Korean barbecue, pick one of the dozen. Um, Korean chicken, uh, Uh Just you know, I have, I live on Conway and there's a hole in the wall Mexican restaurant that I recommend everybody, Las Casuelas, you know. Okay, I mean, I haven't heard about that one. Okay. I love Mexican food, so I got to check that one out. It is a hole in the wall. It is one of those like tiny little grocery stores with the, Mm -hmm. with the tables inside. Um, You know, tamale factories over here, you know, Mm -hmm. just, uh, you, you can literally pick a country and it is here in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, and just go try it out. Um, Paris Bon Me for all my Bon Me's. Um, I, I could, I, uh, if I want like American, uh, Mexican food, gringos, 
Um, you know, like, oh God, I let's go and eat. I'm hungry now. Right. There's we, so many options though. We just got an email, I think, from Orlando Weekly saying 200 restaurants that are opening in Orlando this year. 200. 200. Between now and to the end of the year. And you know, all of our posts on TikTok and stuff, like Orlando really only likes food. We <laughs> post about every other, all like activities, uh, different things to do. Fatties. <laughs> Fatties in Orlando because those are the only posts that get love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we cover it all either way because that's what mm-hmm. the whole, you know, thing that we do with our, with our social media. But like, yeah. we would hope to get more love for all the other cool things too, you know? Yeah. No, <laughs> you're right, you're right. There's a lot that happens in Orlando, but damn, do they make good food. Yes, they really do. They really do. You know, <laughs> like like if you want a matcha, there's a matcha store. You know, if you want uh, a tea, go get that boba. You know, like you can literally drop like a coin into a hat and just have your heart's desire. You know, That's Mr. True. Sisters is now Isabon. <laughs> yes, I like going there for the all you can. What is it? Uh, it's uh, remember to you, it's a Korean barbecue. Oh yeah, Isabon. yeah, we did pass it not so long. Ago. Yeah, it's Have good. You I been? like going there. No. Oh, I, I've been. It's so good. Uh, you ate there? Oh yeah, I've eaten there oh. a couple of times. Yeah, because you get to cook Recently? your food. Um, uh, I would say maybe a couple of months back. Oh. Um, you get you to cook your food. You get out. sushi. Like. Hmm. Yeah, but you need to go on an empty stomach, like empty, empty. You've been starving yourself all day. So you can scarf. See, I don't that. really eat that much. That's why I can't do places like that. Yeah, I, you gotta, I'll eat it for you. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he'll eat it for you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking with us. Yes. Spreading the info. Uh, again, where can our listeners like reach you or your organization? Yes, so... If they want to reach me, uh, I'm, I'm not too big on social media. I hate to say that because people would say otherwise. But my social media uh, handles are Joel Hashtag King, all spelled out. Mm-hmm. Um, but social media gives me anxiety. So I try to, you know, there's too many things in the world just happening. Uh, but something I do passionately advocate for is LinkedIn. I am that guy that will meet you at a bar and ask you for your LinkedIn. <laughs> so so uh, okay. Joelle Figueroa on LinkedIn, you can find me there and I will respond to you. Um, and yeah, I'll give you all the information. That's probably, that's probably best for your political career to stay out of the <laughs> social medias and on the LinkedIn. On the LinkedIn, yeah. That's the only social media mainly for you. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't really do the social medias like that much either. Mainly because I spend so much time on our social yeah. media, but mostly because it gives me anxiety and I don't mm-hmm. need yeah. all that uh, smoke no in my head. But, you know, Johnny was showing me what's going on on the Twitter the other day and I was shocked. Twitter is the new Tumblr. I was shocked to see what was going on on Twitter and it made me maybe want to open an account. I mean, if that's what's I going mean, on over there. That's the only reason why I have my account. Shit. <laughs> If I if I had to say I use, which social media I use the most, it would be Twitter. But even on Twitter, I take a couple of days off. Uh, but for the nonprofit, it would be Impulse Group Orlando on 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm the, of course, the one I got it started on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, just shoot us a message and we will get back to you. We will invite you out to events. Uh, that's also where we, where we promote our events and everyone, 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 every walk of life, uh, sexual orientation, gender identity, you know, bisexual, pansexual, demisexual, um, uh, we welcome you. We welcome you. You know, you have a home here with our organization. Uh, straight, we love our allies. Um, <laughs> so we cover the whole, I like to call it the mafia alphabet because we got so many letters, the mafia alphabet. The mafia alphabet, yes. yes. Please, 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 I welcome you all. Yes. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you, learning a little bit more about yourself, learning a little bit more about Impulse Orlando, this great organization, obviously giving back to the local community. And that's what we're all about here. So we definitely appreciate that. I really thank you for having me on to represent uh, Impulse Group Orlando. You know, I, I asked a couple of the boys on the board, but we're so busy um, to, to join me but they're, they're such a great group of people and, and I wouldn't be anything without my board or our advocates. So I, I, I hold them up to such high esteem. Nice. Well, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star review. Yes. Uh, head over to our TikTok and our and Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> you know, we try to post some posts relevant to our podcast topic throughout the week. So just be on the lookout and uh, we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.